Something is bubbling among women today. Women crave honest stories that entertain, motivate, and move them. Women want reinforcement that they are not alone in feeling the way that they do and that they can feel good about their prospects. Stories and Strategies for Women podcast will share riveting stories about amazing women. I'm your host, Claudine Walk. A good story well told is powerful. A good story can motivate. A good story can inspire action. Welcome to Stories and Strategies for Women. I'm your host, Claudine Walk. Joan Price is an author, speaker, and advocate for ageless sexuality. She is the award-winning author of four senior sex books, including Naked at Our Age, Talking Out Loud About Senior Sex, The Ultimate Guide to Sex After 50, and Better Than I Ever Expected, Straight Talk About Sex After 60. She is a champion and teacher for senior sex. You can find her at joanprice.com. And she's our guest today. Welcome, Joan. Well, hello, Claudine. Thank you very much. Champion and teacher. I love that. You certainly are. You certainly are. So we we got in touch with each other years ago because I found an article that you had written about book publicity of all things. And I loved I loved what you wrote. And it had to do with uh, the book Better Than I Ever Expected, Straight Talk About Sex After 60. And because we had chatted, and I loved that article, I bought the book. And I loved the book. Oh, oh, you're making me so happy today. Yes. And it's more than it's not, you know, a senior sex manual. It's stories and education yeah. and your story it's it's got a lot of memoir in there about your late husband robert and i'm so sorry you lost him by the way thank you um and it, it's just a, a fabulous book but more than anything it helps women who want to have a better sex life exactly so can you tell us you know a lot of my audience has concerns about sex after menopause so i have two kind of two groups. I got uh, the group who have been married for a very long time and they're trying to get things rekindled in their sex life with their longtime spouse. And I have friends who are in the dating situation and they're very uncomfortable about sharing such an intimate act with someone new. So let's start with the married folks. Like how can women who are postmenopausal find joy again in their sex life? Oh my gosh. Um, and you expect me to do that I in know. just a few minutes, do you? Um, well, may I first say please. that if you go to joanprice.com and then select webinars, it's under the speaking tab. I have a 90 minute webinar in each of those topics you just brought up. Nice. For the thing, how the heck do I date at this age, which I really recommend. It was one of my most popular workshops when I was giving in-person meetings, which I hope post-COVID I will do again, but for now I do them online. And then the um, seven steps video helps couples who are trying to recapture or rejuvenate or spice up their sex lives. And there, there are so many things to consider. The most obvious is to communicate. Your needs are changing maybe have changed, 
What is erotic to you is changing or has changed. Even your erogenous zones may have changed. And if you have a, a longtime partner, your partner is doing what they always did, what they thought you liked, what they thought turned you on. And if that doesn't work anymore, it's up to you to discover yourself and to communicate that to your partner in a loving way. For example, I know I used to always love dot, 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 but now I feel the aging process is changing me and I'd really love to explore dot, dot, dot. I mean, I'm simplifying it because we're trying to do this in just a few minutes. It's There's a lot more to learn than that, but to get your listeners thinking about it, think about what it is you really would love to have happen now and think about how you can lovingly and authentically and without embarrassment ask for that. And the best time to ask for that is not when you're naked under the sheets. The best time <laughs> is when you're having an intimate conversation, maybe at the kitchen table or maybe uh, walking in the park together or even planning a date. I have a lot of tips that you can put into action immediately that will help enrich your sex life. And maybe one of those I'll give you right now. And the rest, so much of what I'm telling you is online on joanprice.com or in my books or both or everything. Um, expand your notion of what good sex is. Instead of automatically, for example, going to intercourse or what we call in the trade PIV, penis and vagina, shorthand, uh, to instead of that, look at how do I receive the most pleasure? What gets me to arousal and orgasm? It may not be what you've done for 45 years with your partner. It might be totally different. And one of the tips I give is to take turns pleasuring each other instead of assuming that some act that you're both participating in is going to arouse both of you simultaneously and get you both to orgasm in that same way. That may not work anymore, and that's no reason to give up on sex. It's a way, to, it's, it's a reason to figure out what does work for you now. And if you take turns, for example, we can say next Saturday morning, notice I'm not saying Saturday night, Saturday morning when I'm feeling really vigorous, I'd like to have you pleasure me. We are not going to go to PIV, which we used to always do. Instead, we are both going to discover what it takes to pleasure me best. You will put all your efforts into me. I will receive and give you feedback. And then at a different time, Maybe the same day, but maybe the next day. Maybe in the afternoon when you're well-rested. I will pleasure you. And we're going to discover just what works for the best of us. And we're going to bring sex toys into the mix. And, oh, I'm talking too much now, aren't I, Claudine? No, not at all. Keep going. I'm still on question you number were at sex, one. You were at sex toys. Go. I yeah. was at sex. Oh, yeah. I love sex toys. 
Uh, on my blog at joanprice.com, I have been reviewing sex toys from a senior perspective for probably 15 or 16 of the 18 years I've been running that blog. And I, I have recently, this is just a silly thing I want to share with you. I've recently been going through the older ones and deleting the ones that either you can't find anymore, I don't recommend anymore, or they're sex toy companies that I don't support anymore uh, because they're not as good as I thought they were. They're not as good anymore. Or there have been so many better ones since then. What did I know 15 years ago? I know more now. Uh, and so if you start reading from the latest reviews, <laughs> I even have an article on my blog that's uh, how to choose your first sex toy. Why is this important? If you say I've had sex for uh, since I was 17 and I'm now 79 and what do I need a sex toy? Because we need extra stimulation. And if you start incorporating sex toys into your solo and partner play now, whether you need them or not, you will be able to pivot to them when you do really need them. And that's one of the big tips is not just with sex toys, but to expand what works for you so that you're not just doing this one thing over and over again that let's face it could get old even if it still works you're gonna okay so if i say sex i mean we're gonna do this and then we'll do that and then we'll do that and it's over okay could we try something new and you may not even know what the something new is right so start exploring now Start experimenting now. Bring in some things you didn't bring in before. Uh, erotica, vibrators, yay, vibrators, um, and and so much else. Expand how you communicate with a lover. Learn, practice that. Say, oh, we haven't talked about this a whole lot. I may feel clumsy, but I'm going to learn to do this, and I want you to learn to do this, too. We're going to talk out loud about sex and what we'd like to have happen next time we're naked together. Right. Well, so so for a lot of my friends, you know, they're going through menopause and mm -hmm. they're not, it's harder to have um, desire and it's also harder to have moisture. Am I saying that mm -hmm. the right way? And so um, a lot of men sometimes feel that they're they're not desired anymore by their their spouse or their their partner because their the partner isn't as wet as they used to be and just n understanding that that's a biological situation yeah. and not part of desire is is so important right lubrication is hormonal we don't have any control over it whether or not we lubricate has really nothing to do with whether we want sex or we're getting aroused. And the older we get, the more we understand that because um, we may not lubricate at all anymore. So that's not a problem. That's the easiest fix is you get a good lubricant and start. And even if you're lubricating on your own now, a good lubricant will enhance the joy of friction it feels better. Yep. Everything works better. Okay. And then when you are no longer lubricating naturally, it won't be such a big deal because you're already using lubricant. 
Now, if you find that you're not lubricating naturally as well as you'd like, but you feel embarrassed to bring this up to a partner, this is on you. This is on you to communicate your needs. Honey, I don't, my body does not lubricate as well as it used to anymore. I need to add lubricant in order to be comfortable during sex. This is just what my body needs now. It has nothing to do with my whether I want to have sex. It has nothing to do with whether I'm enjoying sex. That just is. You will find, if you're talking to a penis-owning um, a partner, you will find, if you don't already, that these things will change with your penis, too. We're going to accept these changes, and we're going to find workarounds, and we're going to enjoy sex together that don't depend on natural lubrication, that don't depend on a reliable erection. One of the things that I loved about uh, Better Than I Ever Expected was when you described the having sex with your partner as almost an event that you both plan for. Yes. Right? Can you speak to that? Absolutely. Spontaneity is vastly overrated. So is mind reading. <laughs> ne- neither of them work the older we get <laughs> right if they ever did right i mean when you think about when we had spontaneous sex it was because of what hormones yeah come on people we're getting older we're not depending on on hormones we can have great sex at our age now i'm speaking as a 79 year old wow i look 79 well, this is Young what lady. 79 looks like. When you when you live right, <laughs> it is, sister. Yeah, you look great. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I know you meant that as a compliment, but I own my age. This is me at 79. At 80, it's going to be even a little bit different. Uh, right now, even my wrinkles have wrinkles. My cleavage <laughs> has wrinkles. Things I never expected to have wrinkles have wrinkles. So what? So What? This is how I'm aging, and I'm deliberately, intentionally aging in um, in a sensual way, in a self-pleasuring um, way. But that's not your question, which, by the way, I've forgotten your question no, because I'm old. <laughs> no, it was talking, speaking to the making sex an event. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, if you think about when you were randy teenagers when you had a sex date when you had a date planned and you knew it was going to include sex you planned for it you fantasized about it you picked out your underwear with care you groomed whatever that meant to you as a teenager you thought about it endlessly you couldn't wait until that date well that's better than spontaneity so if we now, at old, as, as older people, we plan for our dates and we say, hey, next Saturday at 11, I'm going to have my vibrator charged, the, the lubricant I like best on the bedside table. I am going to be wearing this negligee you picked out for me five years ago that I seldom put on, but I'm going to. 
and this is what I'm going to want you to do to me. Now, that's exciting. And let's say you say that on Tuesday. (laughs) Well, then I've got till Saturday to think about it. Anticipatory arousal will happen. I mean, I think that's self-explanatory what those words mean. Plus, you can have everything ready. You can be ready mentally. You can start getting ready physically, physiologically. Your body is going to start going, I like what's going to happen next. It works. Yes. And what do you say to, the other thing is with men, I think they, you know, sadly with movies and television and and they, they have a sense of how things should be. And now things are going to be different. How do, how do we talk to them? And you mentioned just don't have the conversation when you're already under the covers. But to get them to understand that it, it's okay that it's different. It, it, like you say, it's not like when we were just, just romping around, but it can be it can be even better, I think, because there's an intimate quality to what you're saying. All of the preparation, yeah. having, you know, the caring, the talking, all of that to me is so mm-hmm. intimate and can add to enjoying, you know, yourself. We may think that men are just obliviously going about their lives. They are not. I um you mentioned better than I ever expected, which was my first sex book, and it was aimed at women exclusively. Um, but in the books I've written since then, they're equally aimed at, uh, at at all genders. And right now, at this point in my career, I'm fairly well known in some circles. I get as many questions from men as I get from women. Nice. And the men are suffering from not knowing how to be not knowing how to understand their partner and not knowing how to make their own concerns understood so we are giving a gift to our male partners if we start learning how and teaching them how to talk honestly about our sexual needs if we look at it that way that they are insecure also, that maybe some of this demand that things be just the way they, maybe that's bluster. Maybe that's not even real. So we give them the gift of saying, we assume that sex is going to continue just the way it always was until it's gone, but actually lets you and I educate ourselves about how sex changes and what we can do about it. Because I've heard, I've read, that sex can be just as good as it always was, but it's going to be different. It will not be the same. And what impacts how good it is depends on what we put into it, what we put into learning and communicating about what our bodies need now, what our relationships need now. And let's let's go on this voyage of exploration together. You know, it's funny, Joan, the older you get, you know, your, your children are gone. If you had children, you have more time to spend together yeah. 
And sex is such an important part of life, important part of relationships, important part of being a human being. Why don't we spend more time talking about it? Well, if I'm talking from my era, we were never taught to talk about sex, except we were supposed to say no until we were married and we (laughs) magically wanted to say yes. But then, you know, that's another whole podcast at some point. Okay, put a tack on that one. Yeah, I know. But we were never taught to to ask for sexual pleasure, to examine sexual, ple- to prioritize sexual pleasure. When did that happen? And, you know, I can see, look at you, you're considerably younger than I am. But we have a lot of, uh, but as, particularly as we reach menopause, and go through that, and the, the changes to our body are very extreme at that point. Boom, we're different people. Yep. Our minds feel different, you know. <laughs> Schedule your own damn appointments. <laughs> yep. I mean, we, we, we change in, in how, what we're willing, how we're willing to spend our time and our energy. And we can also grow closer together. Now, some of what I'm saying now sounds like we've got lots of rifts in our relationships. Well, we can't assume our relationships are just going to go smoothly along the way they always used to when everything in our bodies and minds have changed. Right. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. We need to heed that. We need to prioritize learning. There are some wonderful books about menopause, and then there are some wonderful books about sex after menopause. Yay, I've written some of them. There are also things you need to learn about your partner and not just assume, well, it's all about me. And if you really loved me, you'd understand. No, 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 no. If you really loved me, you will, if you really love me, you will go on this journey with me to learn as much as we can and to try new things and not to assume, to ask questions instead, such as, what would you like me to do for you today when you're getting ready for bed together or you're, you've, um, you know, one of the fun things about scheduling a, a sex date is that you can say, I'll be in the bedroom by myself with the door closed. I will ring a bell or I will text you when I'm ready and then you can come in. Nice. Well, I mean, that's sort of exciting. <laughs> I like, yeah, you, you're finding that exciting. I can see. I am. So the podcast listeners don't know we're actually looking <laughs> at each other. Uh, and Claudine is getting all tingly right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm thinking my husband would like that, I think. Yeah. See, he would, he would dig that. Yeah. Put the fun into it. It's not that, oh, I'm defective. I don't lubricate anymore. I don't respond spontaneously to sex. No, that's not a defect. That's a bonus. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Okay. So um, what else did I want to ask you about? I love that. I love that it's it's different, but it's it can be better. And then, you know, the communication. One of, one of the things that I love was on your website, and that's joanprice.com. You have an interview that you are a part of. It was a, a New York Times interview, yeah. and it was all about senior sex. And yeah. I think that probably the listeners might be a little surprised that, that people are having sex well into their 80s, which is fantastic. 
And uh, one of the couples that was interviewed in that in that um, podcast, or well, it wasn't a podcast. It was an, it was a um, it was a magazine article. It was an article, and then someone did an audio version of it. And um, the one couple that had been married for a really long time, and it looked like their 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 sex got drastically different and good, and 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 they had so much fun together. And you know, they would they would you know decide we're going to do this in the morning, which duh like you have more energy in the morning that makes sense right and i mean i know my mom what 56 yeah i i feel that way too by the end of the day um but and then they would go out and have their breakfast they would eat their fruit and stuff and i'm thinking oh my gosh this is great yeah and why not you have the time now you don't have the same responsibilities you know you're getting to the point where you could be retired both of you why not yeah. And, and even if you're still working full time and your reaction is, oh, I can't possibly, no, uh, my work schedule hasn't changed. If anything, it's more intense. Well, you still, you can still do this. Make sex dates on days you are not working, during the day, not at night, before a meal, not after. Yeah. What's up with that, the meal? Well, because when you eat, you, well, okay, let me back up a little. Some of arousal, much of arousal physiologically depends on blood flow, the blood rushing to the genitals. Um, I mean, that's obvious if you think of a uh, penile erection. The, the blood flows to the penis and it gets hard and it's ready for sex. Well, for us, the cl that happens with the clitoris too. Uh, may not be quite so visible, but yes, it does. However... As we age, the blood flow slows down. It is not as it doesn't rush to our genitals the way it used to. It slowly blends its way. If you exercise, that speeds up the process. You exercise before sex, mm. yes. If you eat, that then the that blood flow is going to the digestive system. Oh. It doesn't it doesn't have the energy to go what to both a places. Waste. Well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so a romantic dinner. I'm sorry, that's not going to lead to good sex. It will if you have it after good sex. Yes. So plan your, your sex dates for morning, for afternoon, for before dinner, before lunch, before breakfast. I love that idea. Okay, that's great. All right, so so two more questions, because I know I, I would promised I'd only keep you for a certain amount of time. I knew you lied, though. I know. People probably <laughs> lie all the time when they talk to you. I know you're very well sought Oh, after. people lie to me all the time. Yeah, they yeah. do. Okay. Um, this is an important one, though. Well, they're all important. But for women who stress because they're not having an orgasm during intercourse, what would you say to them? Well, most people don't. Uh, most people never, most, most vulva owners never did. During never sex. did. Yeah. Only 25 uh, about, because we don't really know, but t about 25% of people with vulvas experience uh, orgasm through intercourse without clitoral stimulation. Our, <laughs> our major sex organ, well, it's the brain, but the major physical sex organ is the clitoris. And if we, as we need more stimulation, we're not getting that through intercourse. 
I mean, it depends on how the bodies fit together and the position we're using and whether we're using a vibrator at the same time, which I recommend, which I have been recommending for 18 years since I started talking out loud about this topic, because that's the only way it worked for me. And you'll find out about that and better than I ever expected to, how I introduced Robert to a vibrator. Mm-hmm. Right. And he wasn't all that thrilled about in the beginning either. Well, he- no, he wasn't going to do it. He was a no, that's mechanical. That's not natural. Well, I changed his mind. I'll bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> and then since then, um, yes, my, my beloved Robert died in 2008 and since then, with new sex partners, it's just a matter of course, even even on a first sex date. Really? Say, Here, meet, and I'll <laughs> give the name of my vibrator that I brought with me that day. This is what I need to reach orgasm. This is how my body works. And how is that received, if you don't mind my asking? Well, very well. Nice. They want to know. Right, right. Here we have, uh, if this is a first time being sexual with a new partner, they don't know how to please us. If they're sort of, kind of, sort of our age, they know enough to know that not everybody's body works the same. And it's always a, well, I don't know what this person's going to want or need. I know what my last partner did, but I don't know about this partner. So if you just say it out loud, this is a lubricant I need, and this is the vibrator that will help get me to orgasm. Now, if they say, no, sorry, not interested, then I pack up my bag and go home. (laughs) You need another partner. Absolutely. It's never happened. Right. See? But if it did, I was ready for it. There you go. And it just goes to prove what you had said before, that men are very interested in learning as well, and that their bodies are changing, so they're looking to, to figure out how to make it work long into their lives as well. And they're very, and if we're talking now about dating and having sex with new people, which um, Sex After Grief is a book I wrote about exactly this. How do you have sex with a new person? How do, how do you navigate your sexuality when the person you want to have sex with is dead? Um, this is really important and will be even if this hasn't happened to you yet, it may. I mean, one of you dies first. Right, right. So um, <laughs> I would say that if you, when you're getting to know someone new, that person is also very nervous. And um, being nervous it leads to performance anxiety, which leads to lack of erection. That's how things work. The penis doesn't work well under duress. That's right. So for women who, and this was my second question, and it was on that subject of dating, they seem concerned about their own bodies. And oh, I can't, if I've heard this, I've heard it a million times. I don't want to be naked in front of someone else. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you, that person's older too. That person has wrinkles too. That person's body isn't perfect either. Like what, what, what's the big deal, you know? Yeah, I hear this a lot. And I ask if if I'm consulting with someone who feels this way, and I do personal consultations also, that's one of the many things that I spend my time on. Um, if they say, well, I, I, you know, I want to 
have sex with this person, but I can't imagine taking off my clothes with someone new. Then I say, well, look at where that attitude came from. Hmm. Where did you learn that only young bodies or only firm, hard bodies are sexually desirable? Where did you learn that? And then they realize, oh my God, I was taught that from advertisements, from messages in media, from TV shows that laughed at the idea that an older woman was going out on a date. And once they, I'm not going to say this is easy to get over your feelings. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not young enough. It's not that that's easy to get over, but this is a starting point. You were taught that. This isn't a true thing. And I I say, if you were taught this starting at a very young age, that I want you to think of the other things you were taught at that age that don't serve you anymore, and you recognize that, and you rejected that teaching. Oh, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Oh, I can see that. But, But still... No, stay with this. Stay with this and work through this. Because if you think your body would not bring joy to a new partner who is in actuality thinking, oh, did I get lucky? You see, that's the thing. Someone who wants to have sex with you will think, oh, wow, did I get lucky when you open that opportunity. Yes, You're right. And if there's any other reaction, I mean, I've never even, I make up reactions just to give examples like, oh, golly, I'm sorry. I thought you'd be much (laughs) sexier than that. Or, oh, I didn't think you would have that many wrinkles. Or, oh, I didn't think that your skin would be loose. (laughs) Goodbye then. (laughs) But you said that doesn't happen in your experience. No, it doesn't happen. You're right. Because I think you're right. A man would think I'm I'm pretty lucky that she's willing to yeah. do this with me. And anyone who doesn't, and, and I I recommend, and I know we're starting a whole other point, but I'm going to throw it out anyway, that you get sexual with a new person in stages. Not one day you're fully, fully dressed having dinner in a restaurant and the next date you're naked splayed on a bed. No, that's not how it needs to work. You can kiss for a long time. You can get nurture that arousal. Mm-hmm. And when you're ready to start unbuttoning buttons, maybe unbutton just three of them <laughs> instead of all of them. Um, get used to each other in stages. And that's where the attitude is going to be revealed. If someone is then too urgent or refuse or says, no, I won't use condoms because I don't they I don't enjoy them and to which my response would be do you enjoy no sex more right <laughs> but that's also another subject I've lots of subjects, you I, do talk have about. Lots of subjects. I do and they're covered in all of your books correct Jen? yes they are and my webinars and your webinars great and you mentioned consulting you do you do consulting yes. Yes. Yes, I so do. I do fee-based consulting because there's so much information out that I've written or that I've s- s- recorded 
But if someone says, no, I want you to focus on my problem. This is my problem. I want personal advice. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a medical professional. But I've been doing this work for 18 years. It's probably almost 19 by now. I've been saying 18 for a while. (laughs) And you you want my advice personally. I love to do that. So if you email me, um, I can send you the rates for how we would set that up. We would have a Zoom meeting and we'd spend an hour going over just everything you want to know. Fantastic. And people can reach you at your website, joanprice.com. Yes, there's a contact me uh, section and then you fill out a little form and that will send an email directly to me. Fantastic. Where um, do you like people to hook up with you in terms of social media is that the website's the best place to find you or do you have other social media well the website has the links to all my socials also i'm on facebook i'm on uh twitter both of those very frequently um i can be found on instagram but i don't really use it much because i do words not pictures (laughs) that's my favorite thing is words and that's a frustrating place for words um, also, I have a newsletter that people can sign up for, a free monthly newsletter, and there's a link to that on my website. Once you do that, you'll get links to any articles I publish over the month, any interesting questions maybe that readers have sent me that I'd like to uh, talk about or get other people's opinions on. I'll point you to articles I haven't written that are of interest to any It's senior sex news and views that uh, I list in this monthly newsletter. And uh, that's free. So you can, that's a great starting point too. Fantastic. I will put all those links in the show notes. Uh, what else did I want to ask you? Uh, what's next for you? What are you up to next? Do you have another book? Are you doing more speaking gigs? I'm so busy <laughs> that I'm actually saying no to things. Well, you have yes. firsthand yes. Uh, knowledge of that. I bugged you for my I, year I bugged you for. Yeah, I'm saying no to a lot of things <laughs> because um, I have so much on my plate. I'm asked to do so many things. And uh, so... Again, my newsletters will point you to all the new things I'm doing. And I um, I just love my life. I mean, what's better than talking about sex for a living? <laughs> well, we really appreciate it. because, it, And it must be, since you're so busy, it's a good sign because that means people are more interested in having a, a healthier and more robust sex life. And that's a good thing. That is such an interesting thing that happened from the beginning of COVID. I have been... I've had more work than I could handle. And this is partly, you know, people want to buy my books or have consultations. But it's also companies that want to hire me to help them understand what seniors need and how to reach them. And these are sex toy companies. These are um, these are lubricant companies. And I love that because they're acknowledging First of all, that seniors are deserving of sexual pleasure. And if their products help seniors have sexual pleasure, they need to understand seniors' needs better and give that to us. And I only work with companies that um, that have that mission. Mm-hmm. You know, if the mission is just we want to sell to seniors and we're going to hire you to help us do it, well... 
tell me why I should. What is that in what's in it for my audience? Absolutely. And it's generally companies that I've already been working with on a limited basis. They already have been either um, they have ads on my blog or they um, they sponsor my newsletter and then they say, well, we want to do more. Joan, can you work with us on that? And so uh, this is a wonderful place to be. Yes, I'll say. And it, it really is very comforting to know that there are many years of sex ahead. Yes. No matter what your, because you, well, we could go on and on, but in your books, and you talk about people who've had, you know, physical disabilities and illnesses yeah. and ways that they've adjusted by using some of these project pro- products, but also not even just changing the way they look at things. And exactly. that's so important, too. Yes. Yeah, you're a good lady. You do good work, sister. Oh, thank you, Claudine. And so do you. Thank you. Look at all the people you're reaching with this podcast. I think this is going to be my most popular podcast, Joan. I don't know. Something tells me. but um, That'll I, make me happy. There you go. There you go. And I will, like I said, point everyone in your direction because you do have many other resources. Even your books have resources of other yeah. books to look into uh, and not to mention all the products that you mentioned. So thank you so much for your time and for being with us today. It's been my pleasure, Claudine. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you'll come back sometime? Yes, I promise I will. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And you've been listening to Stories and Strategies for Women. You're listening to Stories and Strategies for Women podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave us a review. Visit me at my website, ClaudineWalk.com. Drop me a note on Instagram at Claudine Walk. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time.